serving communities in northern and central Wisconsin and the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. This is Aspirus Health Talk with Melanie Cole. If you're thinking about trying to get pregnant, it can be such an exciting time. But there are certain things that you should probably do now to get healthy, have fun, and feel prepared to start trying to conceive. My guest today is Dr. Jenna Kalaji. She's an obstetrician-gynecologist with Aspirus Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kalaji. So when women come to you as their OB-GYN and say, okay, I want to start trying to get pregnant now, what's the first thing you tell them to do? The first thing we normally talk about is you know, what What are they hoping to get out of um, the pregnancy? When do they want to start conceiving? Um, I always encourage them to start a prenatal vitamin as soon as the idea is crossing their mind. Um, I also have patients track their cycles. Um, we also plan if they are on birth control, when do we want to stop that? And when do we want to actually start trying um, so that we can track it together and see what our success rate is? If a woman is, and women are having babies later and later now, if, if they're in their 30s, do you give different advice than somebody who's in their 20s? Nope. I give them the exact same advice. We want a healthy mom to start off with, and we go from there. And that's why it's important to keep your doctor in the loop so that we know um, what your difficulties are and how long you've been trying so that we can try to encourage you know, um, a positive outcome in the result of a pregnancy. So many myths on the internet and everywhere else, Dr. Kalaji. So let's talk first about the menstrual cycle. What do you tell women about the best time to get pregnant? We've been hearing since we're teenagers about this timing issue. What do you tell women? So I talk to them, and that's where if they know their cycles pretty well, we can chat about that. The best time to get pregnant is obviously during ovulation, which is different for each patient. Um, And I tell them on average, it's normally day 13 or 15 um, after your period. And that's when I have people try to conceive and have intercourse. Um, There's a whole bunch of different ways that they can also check for ovulation. You know, there's temperature um, charts that we can use. There's ovulation kits that we can use. So we kind of go over every, you know, option for them and see which one they want to try and what they're most comfortable with. When you say 13 to 15 days after their period, after their period begins or after their period is totally over? After their period begins. Okay, so that first day when you guys at your offices ask us what was the first day of your last period. So that's what we look at is when it begins. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that, that is confusing for some women. So now if they want to look at those ovulation schedules and the kits and things that are out there, what do you tell them when they get stressed out or they say, I've heard you shouldn't have sex too many times because that makes it more difficult to get pregnant? What do you tell them? Well, we focus on not stressing out in general. I talk to them that this is supposed to be a relaxing, you know, joyful experience. You know, you're you're trying to conceive. You're, you know, the less stress you have, the more likely you are to hopefully become pregnant. Um, and we kind of go go over that, and I, I just reassure them, you know. It can take a little bit. Not not every time we try does everyone get pregnant right away. And to just keep staying positive and keeping, you know, track of how things are going and keep, you know, the communications open with uh, myself or whoever they are seeing. Do you give them any advice on how often they should have sex? I do. I normally, if they're using an ovulation kit, I tell them to um, have sex every other day during that time when they have a positive test result. And then after that, um, they can have intercourse as much as they want. 
And how long does it take for the effects of birth control medications to subside if they are going to go off the pill and then they want to start getting pregnant? How long should they wait? I tell patients that it really depends on the type of birth control that they have. Um, so if they're taking pills, you know, they, their cycles can go back and regulate right away. If they have, you know, different forms of birth control like Depo-Provera, it can take up to a year before your cycle regulates. During that time, I tell them, of course, you can always keep trying, but we really need for you to have a cycle that we can monitor. So until that becomes normal, um, it's hard for us to really track and, and have time intercourse during that. So then what do you tell them about being healthy, nutrition? Is there anything you want them doing if, if they're starting to, you know, you mentioned prenatal vitamins, and if they're mm -hmm. in their 20s, of course, they feel immortal and everything. But if you're a little bit later in your 30s, then you start to care more about your nutrition and such. What do you tell them? Hey, I tell all my patients, you know, we want to get you to be, you know, at your healthiest point um, during um, conception. So... You know, look at your diet, look at your exercise habits, you know, start your prenatal vitamins, you know, try to avoid um, high sugary foods, you know, caffeine, start cutting back on that, avoid alcohol, um, and we're just focusing on just having a well-balanced diet. Now, what about the man? Does he have a role in preconception and things that they should be doing? Is there anything? Yeah, I talk to my patients about having their partners start on a multivitamin as, vitamin as well. Um, and encourage, you know, promoting health in general, too. Um, another thing is, is I also talk to them about having their partners decrease alcohol consumption um, and so that they're kind of both on the same plan um, when they're both, you know, trying to conceive. Is that a time to try and lose weight, Dr. Kalaji? Because then women say, okay, I'm going to lose a bunch of weight and then I'll be able to get pregnant more easily or I won't have to worry about gestational diabetes. So is that a good time to lose weight? Um. It's hard to say. I would say, you know, if, if you're on the overweight or obese side, it doesn't hurt um, to have a little bit of weight loss. Sometimes that can um, help your cycle regulate, which would be easier for us to time out when your um, best chances are at conceiving. But the, the goal is not to have rapid weight loss in order to become pregnant. Just getting healthy in general is our goal. And you do. You mentioned alcohol. So if, if for the man, of course, you want you know them to cut down whatever. But for the women, a lot of women think, well, I can drink until I'm pregnant, and then I'll stop, or I can have that glass of wine. And what do you tell them? Do they have to stop during that whole conception period? I talk to women, and I encourage them not to drink alcohol at all during the conception period because most people don't know they're pregnant right away. So by the time they find out, you know, they're between four and six weeks pregnant already. And so that's the, where the emphasis comes in, that if you really are trying to become pregnant, we, you really should avoid um, any alcohol. And is there anything that you want listeners to know about their health history, their family history before they get pregnant? Should they know about the way that their mother gave birth or if it was easy for their sisters to get pregnant? Any of that, is it important? I think it's always helpful to have some family history um, of, you know, how big were babies in your family? Did anybody, you know, have any challenges? It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be the same outcome you have. I also encourage people to um, know their family history as far as it, if there's any genetic abnormalities that, you know, potentially could run in the family that we would need to be aware of to screen early on. 
And I've heard women discussing oral health because once you're pregnant, then they get scared to go to the dentist. Is this something you recommend that they do before they get pregnant? I would say, you know, it's encouraged, you know, to keep up on, on all your health maintenance. So, you know, t- regular teeth cleanings, but it's not necessary to avoid. I, you know, if you have a dental issue that occurs during pregnancy, it is safe to get um, it taken care of. And most of the time your obstetrician and your dentist will talk if there needs to be antibiotics or, or what pain medicine would be okay and safe during pregnancy and kind of go over um, all that information together. Dr. Kalaji, in just the last minute, kind of wrap it up for us and give women your best advice when they're considering getting pregnant. My best advice if you're considering getting pregnant would be to start your multivitamin, um, focus on getting healthy, you know, working on those habits, quitting smoking, avoiding alcohol, and come in and get um, preconception counseling um, if you have any questions with your doctor. So all these issues can be addressed and your questions can be answered so that we can help encourage um, this to be a positive experience for you. Thank you so much, Dr. Kalaji, for being with us today. You're listening to Aspirus Health Talk. And for more information, you can go to aspirus.org. That's aspirus.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.